everybody. Welcome to another awesome episode of Pro Music Production, also the Ableton Live Music Producer Podcast. I am the host, Dan Giffen, and today is a very special day. My good friend, Ben Spilker, is on this podcast with me today. Welcome, Ben. Hey there. Today, we are going to talk about the Push 2. Ben and I met, I don't know, what, like five years ago, Ben? Something like that. Some (laughs) random bar. I was sitting there with my laptop producing a track on Ableton Live, and one of Ben's friends leans over and looks at me, and he's like, yo, dude, like, is that Ableton? I was like, yeah, and he's like, Ben, and then, like, we became friends, and it was happily ever after after that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ben, so um, I invited you on this podcast. I think you're super talented. Um, ben is one of those technical people that if you have a problem with your computer or routing or trouble setting up any MIDI controller to produce music with, whether it's live or in the studio, he can always find like 17 different ways to make it happen. And like, there's really only one or two necessary ways, but he can figure out all the other ways that nobody (laughs) else was possible. And that's one reason I love you, dude. So um, thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about the, uh, the push MIDI controller, which was specifically built for Ableton live. And Ben, maybe you can um, just kind of give us an overview of like, what is the Ableton push controller and why do you use it all the time? So for like um, people that have no idea what an Ableton push is or who've never seen it. One thing that I I kind of go back to as an analogy is, you know, growing up, uh, my dad had this like really high end, you know, VCR recorder thing to edit home movies with and he had this this thing that was like this little box with this dial and these knobs and basically that was a controller to to edit video well this is kind of like that but uh a music a musical version that's digital but it's much more than just a controller it really is an instrument in itself it's not just a midi controller it really is an instrument that you can play at just like you could play a guitar or a piano it it has you you put love into it it gives love back it's not just a a hard button you press <laughs> right yeah it's got lots of love buttons you can play with. <laughs> yeah for sure cool so um yeah that's a good I, that's a really good way to describe it so um there's a lot of different midi controllers out there on the market today it seems like there's a new one released like every day um so what I guess makes the push so special compared to say like the Native Instruments machine or a lot of other MIDI controllers that are really popular today? So the machine and and other MIDI controllers out there, a lot of MIDI controllers are built on the concept of, oh hey, let's make it universal for for all um, recording software, digital audio workstations, or at least most of them. And um and those are, are useful, but I think having something that is really designed for the software you're using, um, you really get the most out of it. And I think, um, you know, the, you know, the native instruments machine, it's, it's, it's a drum pad and that's cool. It's kind of an instrument in it that, that you can, you can drum with it and everything else, but you really don't have the full capability that, that, um, you get with, with something like the push where you really can write a song on it. Okay. Yeah. So could you give me some examples like um, like a basic workflow as far as like how you get started using the push versus like how you would get started on another MIDI controller, like with composing music? Yeah. What's a what's a basic workflow that you kind of go into when you're using this thing from the start? 
It's it's funny because I feel like my workflow is um, ever evolving as as I'm learning more. There's there's always uh, a new thing. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I should start writing music this way. Um, and so um, especially with um, the the you know all of the research I've been doing lately, I feel like my workflow is definitely going to change. But how I've been using it in the past. Um, Really is for um, for writing melodies and then writing drums. But I think I I oftentimes find myself starting with with coming up with a melody or a melody or a bass line using it, it itself has a built-in keyboard on on these pads that the Ableton Push has. You can it, it's it's velocity sensitive. It almost feels kind of like you're playing a piano, but not quite. Um, you really can come up with a musical idea very easily. And you can kind of have everything already in a scale that you pick, and come up with with some with a melody that just sounds right that you're not really going to come up with um, sitting at a at a piano keyboard. Okay, um, so if I'm I don't mean to interrupt you, but if I'm hearing you right, you're saying that you can program basically different keys or instruments to play within a certain scale. So could this be ideal for somebody who has like no musical background or experience at all? Exactly, exactly. You can just pick a scale and and jam out and and you know, you don't need to have the knowledge of of all of your scales and have great musical chops. You can start writing music um knowing nothing. <laughs> you can learn yeah. as you go. That's perfect. Yeah, you know, I I literally saw the other day on Facebook um a video of a dog Ableton released it and it's a dog and he's laying on top of a push midi controller and it's creating like crazy awesome arpeggiated rhythms to like a synthesizer <laughs> and it sounds really dope and the dog's just literally like rolling on top of the controller and making like these really dope beats and stuff it's pretty funny um <laughs> so yeah that's a good example i guess of the push anybody can make music these days right anybody can make music yeah yeah and the push is i mean i i own a push as well um and I absolutely love that controller, you know, and I don't know anybody or I haven't met anybody that knows it as well as you do. And it seems like every time I come over to visit your studio, you have a new toy and a new controller hooked up. And it's always fun to see you like being creative with that. Um, so let me ask you this. Would would you use the push more for a live performance or for like working in the studio for producing? I think for me right now, um, in, in at least in the past, I was using it much more so for for production in, in the studio. But a lot of the same techniques and stuff that you I can do in the studio with a keyboard or using it as a drum pad um, are are you can do those same techniques on the stage. You know, playing playing little parts here or there of your song, you can actually do that that same thing that you did in the studio. You can you can do that very easily on the stage. But, um, but I really think, um, especially like finger drumming and, and just playing, playing a section of your song is, um, that is kind of becoming the new, the new thing to do on stage. You know, uh, unfortunately I feel like electronic music has just kind of become synonymous with DJing and there's right. so much more you can do than right. just, you know, press play and be your own cheerleader on stage. You know, you can really, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can really actually, you know, have have an interactive experience where you're, you're, you're actually doing something up there. Yeah, I <laughs> know, uh, and that's refreshing because there's so many fist pumps out there these days where you know the DJ hits play and just kind of jumps around. There was a hilarious SNL skit 
um, with Andy. Andy <laughs> yeah, Andy, I've seen it. Andy Sandberg, and he's 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 like cooking like on the stove, making eggs on the side, like while the music's playing. He's not actually even touching anything, and everybody's like, "He's so good!" And it's like <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Um, but yeah, no, so that's cool. Um, there is an Ableton Push version one, and there's a Push two. Um, and the push two came out what like um, about a year ago, maybe longer or something. Um, like so so push one came out early 2013. Push two came out late 2015. Okay, so I was way off. Yeah, so it's about two years ago. Yeah, oh three years ago. So yeah, the oh, push wow, two. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It is 2018, ladies and gentlemen. In case you forgot. <laughs> um, what are some of the main differences between the push one and the push two? So for me, it was a night and day experience because like I've been, I, I had a push two, uh, or sorry, a push one. I got a push one probably in a year after it came out or so. And, and, you know, I, I just got the push two, um, like mid 2017. And for me using the push one for so long and then feeling the difference. I mean, it's, it's it, like I said, it's night and day The the pads are just a lot more sensitive the buttons are just a lot more recessed. It's just, it, it's, it's weird, but it, it makes it easier to touch and easier to, to actually maneuver around. Like the pads are more sensitive. Um, things are just a little bit more reactive and, and it's got a colored screen on it. So, um, it's, it's, the menus are a lot more intuitive to actually kind of navigate around. I mean, see, when Ableton made this thing, they really kind of wanted to sell the idea you can write electronic music on your computer without looking at your screen or using your mouse. You can write on this instrument. Right. You know, and that is really refreshing. It saves you from a lot of mouse clicks and having to jump back and forth between your controller and your computer. So it, it does definitely save time. Um, yes. So it, just to recap everything you just said, uh, the push is awesome for producing. If you don't have any music theory or if you have a lot of music theory, I imagine you go a lot further using a controller like the push. Yes. Um, it's great for live performance because there, there's so many creative possibilities rather than just hitting play on your typical deck A, B, DJ controller. And you can actually DJ and not just be a DJ. You can actually be a creator and an artist on stage improvising in real time. Um, yep. And and it's uh, fantastic for just basically coming up with on the fly ideas. Now, Ableton made the push controller. This is like the first MIDI controller that Ableton really released themselves, um, rather than working with another outside company. Um, so let me let me ask you, like, would you ever use the push with another doll, like Pro Tools or Logic, and like why or why not? I think right now I don't think there's any native support for for the push with another DAW as of now. But okay. um, you know, I think if well, I, I do know Bitwig. They're they're they've got the hat, but Bitwig's kind of their own uh, uh, cousin to Ableton, right. if you will. Yeah, and and a lot of the guys from Ableton way back in the day that originally got it started ended up leaving to make Bitwig. But it seems like it never has really taken off. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. more of the the the, the nerd producers kind of go there. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I I I'm an Ableton guy, you know, a hundred percent. I I Me love too. I love the program, um, and um, 
And I'm super excited for Ableton 10. Yeah, that, that's going to be a huge oh, yeah. game changer as well. There's so many new features in that. Absolutely. We did a previous podcast on Ableton 10, and it was like a four-part series. But, yeah, no, I'm absolutely stoked for it. I've been beta testing it. I know you have as well. Yep, yep. And there's some really exciting new updates, um, such as Wavetable, which is Ableton's version of Serum, which is a popular uh, synthesizing plug-in. Uh, but there's so many other rich features in there, too. I, I agree. So. It's going to be like yeah. Christmas in February. February 6th is when the new Ableton 10 is being released. So also, I guess, how much is the push to, like, if I wanted to go buy one right now? Well, uh, I'm afraid you would ask that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The push to, it, it is a little pricey. Um, and, Donate uh, some blood plasma. <laughs> the um, Now, I got my push on a used. You can buy them used. Um, I got mine on Reverb.com for, like, 600 bucks. But okay. if you want to, if you want to get it brand new, you can get it for 800 and I, I know that's a little steep. But if you're really wanting to get into it, it's it's 100% worth it. I know the Push 1 is is significantly cheaper because the Push 2 is out, but you're going to yeah. get a, a significantly better experience writing music using the Push 2. It's, it, it is, you know, it, at, at first glance, they look similar, but no, they're, they're different controllers. It's a different animal. Um, I know you can get... Um, if you don't already own Ableton, you can get Ableton Suite. Uh, I, I think they like bundle it for like twelve hundred bucks or something on on Sweetwater, where where they've got like the uh, the push and Ableton Suite all in in one yep. bundled package, and that's yep. that's a crazy good deal. I mean, yeah, it is. It seems around the holidays too. They're pushing that really hard and adding like additional discounts. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that's good to know, man. Um, I know that you are building a push course right now, if I understand that right. Yeah. When will that be available? And I guess who would that be ideal for? So, um, so yeah, first answer is um, there's no set hard date. I'm, I'm working on it right now. I think it should be done probably by, uh, you know, ready to the public probably by, by late March, maybe beginning of, of April. Um, but um, yeah, who would who would benefit from this course? Really, um, anybody who is a, an Ableton user that, um, that you know they don't have to be an expert at Ableton at all, but they just kind of have to be somewhat familiar with um, how to how to write and record in Ableton, and um, and just kind of want to improve their music production skills. Um, so uh, if they have a push, this this would be very very useful to them. And people who even already have a push and have been using it for a little bit, this is a great course to kind of brush up on some things. Maybe you know the first few minutes of it might be um, something uh, that they already know. But there's a lot of things I cover in this course, as uh, especially with with um, sampling capabilities using Ableton Simpler and all kinds of other stuff. There's there's a lot of features that that. Uh, Ableton uh, put in and like after doing this course I have so much e even more respect for the engineers at Ableton because they made just a, a brilliant a brilliant product I mean the, the push too is is incredible <laughs> yeah that, those German engineers man they really know what they're doing it seems like with anything that's related to audio production yeah uh, so when will this be available you said you're not really sure there's no time limit on it um, um, I guess if people and if people wanted to access it or find how to get it, this is an online course, correct? Yes, this is an online uh, video course uh, you can get um, at learnabletononline.com. Um, that okay. site is is kind of currently in production, but that should be um, that should be available pretty soon. And then uh, that 
will be a uh, a course that will be available on that site. Um, awesome. So you, can, you can check that out. Sweet, man. Maybe you can give me a discount. I'll take it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, is there anything else that you wanted to add um, that we didn't talk about today related to the push, related to yourself or whatever? Well, um, you know, I think we were talking about Ableton 10. Um, some of the things I'm really excited about with, uh, with the push too. Um, so since I've been a beta tester, I've kind of been able to play with some of these features. But, um, you know, the, the push too, you know, f- kind of furthers its uh, – the idea of it being an instrument with with some of the new features in in 10 so uh one thing that i really really loved is uh the wavetable synth um you can actually see all of the wavetables and um be able to to completely control it from your push too you really get all of uh, pretty much all of the options that are on the wavetable on your push too, um, so so yeah, it's really really cool. It it becomes a, a synthesizer. <laughs> the fact that you can you really yeah. can edit everything on it. Um, no, and that's some- true. That's that's awesome. No, and and to add a little bit to that is I think one of the reasons I started falling in love with the push the more I use it is how deep you can really get inside the individual devices on each track with the push two um versus the push one with the larger screen it seems like you can get a lot deeper into um parameters that are inside each individual track you know which saves you from having to go back to your computer to type some more stuff in yeah yeah it, it seems like i i get to control things faster and control get, get to the controls i want to get to from the push rather than um doing it from my screen sometimes right. it seems like a, just a, a little bit easier Right. Um, but yeah, some of the other really interesting things that, uh, that Ableton, they're really trying to make it, uh, it a little bit more visual as far as what you actually see on the push too. So like, for instance, uh, the EQ8, uh, you know, when you, when you actually go to a track and, and look at it on your computer screen, you get to see the audio spectrum of what's actually getting put out. Well, you get to see that on the push two now in 10. So that, that is super cool too, that it's just, it's, it's a lot more visual. You really get to see, um, uh, into your, into your production. Like you haven't got to see before. <laughs> yeah. No, that's dope. That's awesome. I'm all about it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see where Ableton continues to take, the push controller and to see if they release any other new types of controllers, like in addition to the push down the road in several years, you know, yeah. it seems like, it seems like, you know, they also acquired cycling 74, uh, which produces max for live. So it'll be really cool to see all kinds of new integrations that Ableton does with working with like outside collaborators. And it just seems like they're always ahead of the game when it comes to music technology and just helping people produce music in a lot of different ways and being creative and outside the box, which is, I know one reason that you love Ableton and I do too. And uh, I'm Logic Pro certified, but I mean, the only time I really use Logic is when I just want a change of scenery and just kind of from Ableton because, yeah. you know, but but yeah. but yeah, the uh, the thing that I that's really interesting to to the the push too, especially is, um, you know, you were talking about Ableton. You know, eventually might release new controllers and stuff. And while that may be true, I feel like their continuing development of the push too as their software improves. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, so one of the things you know I noticed when I was working on this course is that um, 
some of the, you know, a lot of what I was kind of going off of when I was doing this course is the manual, is Ableton's manual on the push too. And what I found is um, some of those things in Ableton's manual are actually outdated. There are new features that aren't in the manual that I, I discovered. Oh, that's um, cool. And, and they they have them on their new features page. Of, nice. Oh, here's new, some new improvements. But they didn't put them in the manual. And so there's there's just some really interesting, like, there's continuing development on, yeah. uh, especially, like, the sampling and slicing. That was, there's there's just so many new things you can do with, with slicing a, uh, a sample and, and being able to kind of chop it up and play it live. And, yeah. um, and that's not in the manual, but it's on, it's on their new features page. So what I'm getting at, though, is, um, you know, if you buy a push two now, I mean, there's, you'll, you'll continue to get good out of it and continue to get even new features for years sure. to come. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And that's refreshing to know that Ableton is continuing to invest in updates. You know, they're not just letting their users hang out to dry and being like, okay, we're going to find something else to do. You know, that's, yeah. so that's, that's refreshing. Cause I, I feel like you see that a lot, whether it's with like hardware or software with a lot of companies. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Ben, thank you so much, man, for joining us today. Um, go to learnabletononline.com for everybody that's listening. And Ben's Push 2 course is going to be available um, hopefully within the next two or three months. Um, yeah, it, it, late, late March to, to beginning of April is, is when, okay. when I hope to have this 100% live. Awesome. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I know there will be other people as well. We already have several people uh, signing up to the email list. Um, we have a page right now, uh, learnabletononline.com, and we'll be releasing some more courses. Um, learnabletononline.com is a sponsor for this podcast. I'm really excited to see where everything goes, having new courses developed, um, people like yourself, Ben, and some other Ableton artists that we'll be interviewing on this podcast in the future as well. Thanks so much, dude, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Um, you are brilliant. I know I've already seen some of the video tutorials you've been cranking out, and it's going to be really good. So everybody, learnabletononline.com. You can sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get updates when Ben's push course is available. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, Ben. And, Thank you. Uh, we'll have you on hopefully another time to hang out with us. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, dude. Later. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.